It is. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, and it's all thanks to Toro, and it's all thanks to Best Sheds today, because we're having a very special edition out at Smeaton Grange here at Best Sheds. So uh, check it out online, bestsheds.com.au. Even better, do what a lot of people have done. Come down and say good day in person. 20% off today only, but you have to sign up in store for any shed over $10,000. So Travis and the team here will help you out. It's James, the Missile Magnuson, and we've got a very special guest, a Best Sheds ambassador, who I reckon I've seen you doing Best Sheds ads for quite some time, Sally Fitzgibbons. Welcome, Sally. Oh, it's a good morning having you guys around. <laughs> it is good fun. How long have you been doing the Best Sheds stuff? Um, this is, a, I'm still my rookie campaign, is so it? we're still running really? off our first one. I took the baton from Cammy Smith, and um, yeah, I'm pretty proud though. I think still one of... Very few, or the only female to represent the um, the sheds business. Nice so, one. It'd be handy for you, huge. surely. Like, how many surfboards would you have <laughs> in your quiver that you would need a best shed for? Oh, I'm telling you, all the girls out there that we we have storage. We need storage. Seriously. We got boards, jet skis, um, and you know, people these days they're not getting any less toys. Um, Post COVID, yes. they're either ta- taking up foiling or stand up paddling. Yes. Whatever water vehicle. Um, you need, you definitely need storage to come with it. All right, so we're going to ask you, we, we were talking earlier, 15 years you've been on the World Surf League, which, as James pointed out, oh, well, Sally must have started very young, and I went, well, full credit to you for making mention of that. Compliments get you everywhere. But it seems literally a half a lifetime, Sally, that you've been touring. It's wild. It's gone pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I still don't feel anywhere near done, that's for right. sure. I think surfing is such a unique sport. It's... You can prepare all the tools, all the manoeuvres, but you're waiting for these kind of pivotal moments to have the opportunity to either feel something, express something. Um, yeah, it's just, and you know, the break's always different. They've just restructured yeah. the tour or yeah. the Olympics comes onto the table. Or there's wave full tech. So all these things are kind of evolved in my snapshot. Yeah. Um, and so you always feel like you're learning and ready to kind of, yeah, give it a crack at something new. I wanted to ask you about that Olympic experience um, first time for you. How did that differ from the atmosphere, the environment, the competitiveness of the, the world tour? Oh, pressure cooker. Pressure I understand really? what you guys were <laughs> talking about all those years, all the interviews you guys gave. And, um, yeah, it's something where you really feel the relevance of, like, that four-year lead-up. Like, we still had the readiness of... Um, preparing for that games and with the COVID year yep, for yep. four or five years so you were just to get it all right on the one day and we had um, that mini typhoon as well so it kind of scrambled the lineup of what we were sort of predicting what Japan's mm. known for and you know the small really like uh, yeah um, the nature of that place is a little more predictable than what we got on the day and um, you, you gave it your best but yeah just it broke your heart when you, you fell a little short of maybe what um, what your goal was on the day and it just felt really meaningful. Do you yeah. think because of the conditions of that Olympics and with an Olympics you have a finite period of time to hopefully get decent surf, should they go towards wave pools? Oh, we, we thought at the start of that journey that it would probably be in a wave pool because Japan's known for um, yeah, really small surf yeah. and sometimes not breaking for right. days and days on end. So we thought it was going to be a wave pool, but no, they wanted to celebrate kind of the, the natural aspect and leaning on nature and being a sport that celebrates the environment. Um, 
Didn't but, even look yeah. like a nice speech, though. Hang on, hang on. Did you see it? It wasn't a very nice nah, speech. It's well, iconic. It's <laughs> iconic. I think that's the Gold Coast for Japan. So. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they all yeah. moved there. And, no wonder um, they all the come to the Gold Coast in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Hey, I want to ask you, you make a, a really good point about uh, where you are in your journey, but you think, you know, there's, there's so much more to come. Like, Steph Gilmore is... 35, still getting it done quite incredibly. Kelly Slater is ridiculous. What is 64. he, 54? Yeah, so, so he's just about to draw the pension, actually, which is, which is great. But that is surfing, right? If you stay in shape, then, then there are new challenges that you can do uh, for a long period of time, Sal. Yeah, I was trying to tell James, they, they have like the generation generational shift, especially on the women's side, kind yes. of pushing through and... They're trying to tell the story that you have, like, your past use by date, but you just, you definitely don't feel it. Um, And so, yeah, you you just kind of dodge and weave those sort of storylines because you look at what Slater's done and you can go as long as you want, as long as you keep, um, you know, on top of things and improving your surfing. And the nature of the sport, like the no impact... And, and making sure maintaining flexibility and all that sort of thing. Yeah. That's that's what you, it's not straightforward. I'm not saying it's easy, no. but you don't tend to get those severe injuries unless you're taking on big surf and. Uh. Well, the restructure of the tour. You're starting now in Hawaii. The last you know month and a half, we've just been on that journey of starting in Hawaii. You just have the ultimate amount of fear and right. pretty much yeah demolition derby on bodies because yeah. the reef and it's just you just don't know and you're trying to you know, just proceed and attack and, and not kind of be fearful of what could happen. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and, and you just uh, try and keep that kind of not in the forefront of your mind. Does you it, is that still with you? Like, if you're just about to get onto a big wave, is that fear factor still with you? Oh, so much so. Right. And, and that can be your superpower too. You want that kind sure. of rush of adrenaline because you can achieve some pretty crazy things or make, you know, the wave of your life um, just by... Yeah, having the courage to go and, and know that you can pick up the pieces on the other side. But, yeah, it, it, it doesn't always have to be in big waves too, you know, where you push to in progression and um, some of these manoeuvres now where even where you go into the air and, and trying to learn these manoeuvres, it's like you got to strap a bunch of ice packs on at the end right. of the day because <laughs> right. it's just the impact of, like, that moving surface. And, right. you know, skaters probably, you know, we're looking at some concrete now. And that can't be easy as well, sure. but just adding that little level of complexity where that, you know, that landing's moving yeah. is, um, is the most challenging part. Ever since I've known you, Sally, you've been super into your health and fitness, both in and out of the water. What's the latest, uh, what's the latest craze for you? Ooh, that's a good one. I think that's always moving. It's, it's so individual. Yeah. And you try not to attach the things that maybe are fad and they're just going to kind of move through and out the other side. Yeah. And, and, and kind of stick to those core things that are always going to work. And um, I think you find in movement as well, you know, after all these years, like emotionally where you're going to really trust your instinct. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you just need so many different things. It's not this like one-stop shop. Yeah. And you'll come off a flight and you're like, oh, I just need to, you know, go for a long run and, you know, an ocean swim and have these connection yeah. points. And sometimes it's not that like sets and reps in the gym. Yeah. And sometimes when, you know, you've had this result and it just didn't make sense and you're just like, gosh, like how did that not work out? And you just need that time to think. Yeah. You might go to the gym and you're just sitting in those sets and reps and just like nutting it out mentally. So mm. I think just not um, 
throwing things away when you're like, no, nah, that didn't work at that time. It might work in the future. So you just have to have an archive in your health and fitness kind of journey. The interesting one around surfing is it, it's, it's similar in a way to, um, to, to tennis, but, but different again. So, um, you know, tennis, they're on the road all the time. You're on the road a lot. But the other thing about it is if you've got a tennis match or if you've got a football match or if you've got a, uh, a 50-metre race at the Olympics, you know what time it's on. You guys can sit around for days and go, what on earth is going on? Yeah, that's how, frustrating. How, does, how do you learn to – you've done it now 15 years, but how do, how do you learn to uh, accommodate that early in your career? Oh, the coping mechanism. Right. It's just like – just learning to be in your own headspace, yep. really, and get comfortable. Because, as you said, it's this, this certain place you go to right before a performance and you, you almost get yourself so ready and you're up for it and you're ready to show up. And you, you're warming up in the dark, so you get up at like 4, 4 a.m., yep. ready for the call. You can't mm. see the waves. It could be the day. You know there's wave forecasting, so you're like, ooh, I think the waves will be on today. And so you have to go through that whole process and then you get down the beach and you're like your mind's still going is yeah. it the day and yeah. then you go into that warm-up so if you still don't know and it's going to start at like 8 a.m and you're there and it's like 7 30 and you're thinking is are we on and then they'll be like oh okay now we're going to go with men's round whatever wow. and you might be on till you know maybe the last heat of the day yeah. and so then you start to structure okay at least i have an answer let's work towards that goalpost and so it is it's it is super challenging and the toll it takes to just mentally come like up and then like yep. okay we're not on okay pull it back down and yeah. so managing that energy is so crucial that's stressful what, one advantage i reckon you've got sally and jimmy and i've actually spoken about this i can't remember if it was on air or off air as you get older as an athlete you start to know your body better but also you hone your mental game and i think i think we spoke about it on, on air I've, I've said to Jimmy, like, I, I know my body can't do now what I could do when I was 18, 19 years of age. But mentally, if I stood up on those blocks at the Olympic Games now, I know I'd be so much better prepared because of the life experiences I've had. And I know my body so much better now as a mature age. Well, I can't call myself an athlete anymore, but just person. Like, I know how to manage injuries, mobility, yep. all that stuff. That's such a huge advantage that you have now in your career over some of those younger athletes. Is, is that something that you find that you lean on now, knowing your body, knowing that mind game um, and being a bit more steely than some of those younger competitors? You're still a high performer, Michelle. We're getting you prepped for the, uh, the next tour, surfboard. <laughs> do, <they laughs> do they take eight-foot softboards? <laughs> yeah, it's a new tour. It's starting now. But as you said, yeah, you do get to know yourself um, really well, but you can't sidestep or dodge the fact that Whatever you've set your sights on, as soon as you get close to that, it ignites all that nervous energy. Mm. And it does. You, you're trying to say that, okay, I'm experienced at this and tell yourself all the right things, but you still have to walk through it and you still have to yeah. feel that the weight of it. You know, you, oh, it's, um, it's something that it is addictive and you're like, whoa, like you've got to flex that muscle and you've done it more than the rookies yep. and you have to trust that. But even in our you know, in our landscape of surfing, just as you were getting a hold of it, like I've had that 15 years experience, they just got the whole tour, put it, pretty much put it in a jar, shook it up and put everything in different orders right. and new stops and, when and are the Australian new parameters. now? After um, they changed it. So we're just home now and heading now towards, we've got our sights on Bells. Yep. Super excited. So yeah. Easter, that's the one that stayed put. Right. And uh. it almost feels like, oh, finally, okay. 
okay. with something that feels a little more familiar. But to start the year in Hawaii and go to Portugal when it's That's super weird. cold and, you know, the points have all changed and, and there's certain cuts and different tours and um, it's you, you got to evolve. It's inevitable in, in every sport. But, yeah, just as you're feeling like, okay, I'm so comfortable, I've got this advantage, it's like they wipe the slate clean yeah. and you don't have an advantage anymore. Why do they anymore. do that? Who knows? Like <laughs> dollars. dollars. But Portugal yeah. in winter? Yeah, it's and that's something as well. Like the waves, one thing, but to battle the elements, like you yeah. put a four-miller wetsuit on and you're four kilos heavier pretty much and wow. you just brain freezes and just, oh, it's just, you know, the, the energy systems get drained pretty quick. Mm. and Yeah. When in doubt, looking for a reason, think dollars. Okay, James? <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, yeah. think dollars. Yeah. Hey, I was driving here today, Sally, and I'm thinking, how do I ask this question? And, and you've almost led us to it. I hope you are. And, and you talked about riding the wave of your life. So my part, in part, the question is, have you ridden the wave of your life yet? And then the other thing is, you've been a three-time world champ- uh, runner-up. You know, is that in, you know, you talked about what's happening in your future. Do you still see Sally Fitzgibbon's world champion in your future? I think it, you have to have a level of like delusional optimism to even survive yeah. sure. in competitive sport. Sure. Because as soon as like we're, you know, species that have the ability to dream, and I think that's pretty amazing, you yeah. have to dream and you have to put it all on the line to even you know, have a, a chance at it. So you have to put your heart on the line, your yeah. head, your heart, energy systems, yeah. everything. And whew, and you have to have come crashing down on the other side of it if it doesn't come to fruition. And then mm. I sort of think as well, it sort of shapes in all my favourite sports movies. And I still don't think they tell the story quite that well that you have that dream and you have to have the dream. But if you don't get it, what, you know, and when you don't get it. For a lot of the time in... The general pop- population, it's like whether it's sports or not, you have to have a dream. Mm. And for the most part, it doesn't come true. Like, and you have to sort of think like, wow, but I was so courageous to try and be so proud of yourself and like enjoy the process. Because whether you got it or not, like you still, either side of the coin, you had to go on a way through that process and the journey and everything. But I still don't think like it's celebrated enough that yeah. if you didn't get like the runner up thing, like, man, that's played on my mind. Like, I've slept Is way right? less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you think about every day. You go yep. on your long runs and stuff and think, like, wow, if there was just that one wave yep. or that happened, like, how did they come back from there? And yep. all this thing. It just, it's like on rotation. It's just yeah. rotisserie chicken. It's just there. It's there. It's not going anywhere, but it's keep part of your dream story. Alive. Yeah. Keep the dream oh, alive. You've got to keep it that alive. That is such a great insight. Yeah. And, and, and look, I... Um, one of the conversations that I can record, uh, repeat about uh, James and I, and it was on air, and, and James is like that example. James is, for five years, he was the fastest swimmer on the planet, and he missed an Olympic gold medal by 0.01 of a second, and yet you had this great attitude to it, mate, that you said, yeah, but I, I'm a better person today for not winning that gold medal. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fork in the roads for me where my life was heading one way, and it, it probably wasn't... Um, it probably wasn't the best way, I, I believe, in terms of personality in my life outside of the sport. So everything's about perspective. But one thing I can say, Sally, and I reckon keep the dream alive because till yeah. the, day, the day I retired, I went optimistically into every race thinking I was going to win. And in retirement, I look back on those, some of those races towards the end when I was a bit older, a bit more injured, and I was like, there's no way I was going to win that race. Mm. But every time I stood in the blocks, I was convinced. Yeah, convinced, Jimmy. Every time yeah. you have a come down afterwards and you go, I'm not where I wanted to be. I didn't quite win that race, but I stood on that block every time and I was convinced, yep, I'm winning today. 
Um, and, and I still feel like some part of that, even though it wasn't a gold medal, I feel probably more connected to you from experiencing that side of it. Right. Mm. Like the human, right. the human yeah. conne- yeah. connection point where you're like, whoa, like that, that fairy tale didn't happen. But it was like, what part of the dream wasn't alive? Like, we experienced yeah. so yeah. much more yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you felt like, I don't know, I felt like you're way more vulnerable in that sense. And, and But that's yeah. just your version of the story. Like, yeah. But just... in, in real terms, here we are. Like, you know, I'm this lucky bystander talking to two absolute elite class. There's people listening now going, hang on a minute. These two people are just shy of the best on the planet at that time. It's phenomenal what you have achieved. But sometimes it gets lost in what you didn't achieve. The other weird one on perspective is, like, if we sat down 13-year-old Sally Fitzgibbon and said, we'd be talking to you when you're 32 years of age, you've been on the tour for 15 years, you've done what you've loved, you're here because you're sponsored by this great brand, you've been three times runner-up world champion, you'd go, get out of it. That's not possible. Like, I couldn't live that life. That's like fairy tale stuff. Yeah. But you get so caught up in the moment of it, like I have to win, winning's everything, da da da, and then you sit back in retirement and go, "I've had the best life ever." Yeah. And it, sometimes it's not until you sit back and look at it retrospectively that you go, "If you had have told me that when I was a young athlete, and if we had have sat with thirteen-year-old Sally and said all those things, it would seem almost impossible." No chance. Like when I picked up my boogie board when I was three, <laughs> yeah. this this yeah. like existence of a, yeah. fem- a female athlete and a livelihood and all those parts of it and yeah. traveling the world, it didn't actually like exist. There wasn't a seat at the yeah. table. So yeah. I couldn't have like scripted it even if I tried. And so that's what I'm most proud of is that you just, you kind of got to follow your instinct and just like it's your imagination. So Not to mention inspiring hundreds of thousands of girls around the world as well, which is totally. kind of a cool part of what you do. Yeah, it's, and, it's awesome. And just to get them to come on the ride. Like I know, like I said, like that dream sometimes doesn't always come to fruition, but the trying part is kind of the dream. So I just have a crack. and. But can we say, how many wins along the way? Yeah. Like the world championship is one thing. Uh, six-time world number one. Yeah. Like six times ranked world number yeah, one. Yeah, 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 but yeah. It's just so, one small aspect of your career. If we go, Jimmy's got the, he's got the Wikipedia up here in front. All there's win here, win here, win, win, yeah, win, yeah, win, win. Yeah. So, so the, the other thing here. What uh, is this like? Three pages of like first yeah, ASP, yeah, 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 first yeah, ASP, yeah. first ASP, first ASP. Like, holy smokes. Uh, it's fantastic. But here's a snap poll for you. You're here in your best shed shirt. Just say at the Fitzgibbons compound, you were going to have a shed of choice. What's your, where do you go? Which is your shed of choice? Well, right now, because we've got the storage dialed for a second right. while I'm away. Mm, right. With all the boards, abundance of toys. But I was just admiring the uh, the actual garden shed. So I've just renoed and my new love is my garden. Wow. And keep and I was just like, that's, that's you know such a old. great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Magnuson. You know, he, he nearly there's, went an entire interview without insulting someone. Well, I've been doing the same. I've been bloody watering these magnolias every day. In my like, what am I doing? Well, all, all the kids now, all the groms are much more in touch with their spiritual side. They're all about meditation. Right. I would suggest that even for the young kids out they're listening go yeah. help mum and dad in the Gardening. garden you'll be much more level after before your game pre and post game yeah so is that, what, is that this one straight across yeah, yeah just yeah, so yeah. you can have all your bits and bobs in there it's not yeah. too you know i was looking at that one it. before you got here and saying i wouldn't mind something like that can't fit it in my place in bondo but 
something like that with an ice bath and a sauna in it as like a little recovery shed. Yeah, and then on one wall you can have like a few little boards and stuff, board racking. He also wanted a TV and a bar in there too, so, <laughs> you know, Makes sense. Little man, yeah, so you can watch your sport at the same time. Um, Sally, literally, it's been our absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you as uh, Best Sheds ambassador for coming out here today. Uh, a couple of text messages coming in uh, from McHugh. Sally is such a great role model for her sport uh, or actually any young kids growing up. Good on you, Sally. So good on you, McHugh, on this one. And this one from the Canberra Tiger. Um, this is incredible radio and storytelling. Kudos, James, Sally and Jimmy. So Canberra Tiger. Um, fantastic, Legend. fantastic. Thank you, Sally. Been our absolute pleasure. I know there's a very excited nine-year-old here that's going to come and say good day to you, uh, Avery Smith. So um, she's been talking about that for a couple of days now. Uh, Are you still a St George fan? I am. Mm. See, that's that's I tougher am. than the world tour. Being <laughs> <laughs> that is a roller coaster. Come on, boys. Come on. <laughs> Come yeah. on, lads. Big game, too. Keep, keep the dream alive. <laughs> exactly. You could go and speak to them about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Listen, you yeah. guys have been shit outs, but. Delusionally <laughs> optimistic. That's uh, where we are. Let's go. That's Anthony Griffin. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, fantastic, Sally. Thank you very much for being a part of the program. Guess what? We're running late. Why wouldn't we? Because we've been speaking with Sally Fitzgibbons. We'll get to that break and then we're back with more. Stick around.